Wellness Warriors! How are you doing? This is Dr. Katrina Nieskern, physical therapist and coach, and I'm coming to you live on this beautiful day here to inspire, uplift, and motivate you, sharing some information, insight on our four pillars of wellness, which is mind, body, soul, and spirit. I'm here to help you to inspire you, to educate you, to uplift you, and to grow right alongside you. I hope you get the most from this podcast, and if you do, please share, like, comment, leave a review, and uh, give it to someone else. Hopefully that maybe we can make a difference in their lives as well. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Wellness Warriors. Thank you for joining today. We are here with Susan Dangerfield, who is an NASM certified personal trainer and precision nutrition coach, as well as an Instagram hero who I love getting uh, nutrition tips. And she's also a mom and has so many wonderful attributes about her. And she's going to share her wellness journey with us today. Hi, Susan. Well, it's so great to be here. Yeah, you, you're being way too nice to me to call me a, a hero, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you just begin with your story? Like, what got you into wellness? She used to be a, you used to be an elementary school teacher. We were chatting a little bit before. And then tell us what got you into wellness and how that transformed and maybe speak to the four pillars of mind, body, spirit, soul in your own journey. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I did used to be, to be an elementary school teacher. I taught full-time for a couple years. Um, I, like, just to kind of give you a little bit of a background. So, I mean, I've always, um, I'd say the things that I've loved the most, like, growing up, would be, like, hiking, eating food, downtime with my family, kind of like your typical stuff. But outside of, like, hiking, I was never really into anything fitness or nutrition related. It wasn't something even in my scope of reference. I, I didn't think about it or think I had any interest in it. Um, I didn't play sports as a teen. I, I, I mean, I always just kind of ate whatever. I didn't think much about it. I didn't, I did have a thing where I really didn't like vegetables very much. And I only ate them like sometimes when I was like trying to be healthy, but I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> so, and sometimes I'd kind of like, make that a point with like friends like if they were like eating veggies or something I'd be like oh you're being healthy I was like doing all the things that I never want to do anymore as far as like talking that way to someone you know (laughs) but um anyway when I got married to my husband um he got a gym membership at a gym near our apartment and so I decided well I guess I'll get one too because I didn't want to just be left home we were newly married so um, but so we both got gym memberships and I literally hated going and I felt like I was just kind of passing the time when he did a workout. Like I was like in the corner, maybe doing some crunches and then would like walk on the treadmill, kept checking in on him and saying like, Hey, how much longer? No, what, gym, what kind of gym was <laughs> but, this? Was this like an anytime or 24 hour or what type of gym was it? It was like a, it was like a 24 hour type fitness, just a normal like box commercial gym, um, type of place. So I, we were doing that for a little bit, but I didn't enjoy it. I probably wasn't like a great example to him. And both of us ended up not going at all after a couple months into yeah. our membership. Yeah. <laughs> Had I been a better 
another example and supported him better, I bet we both would have stuck with it longer. But it just wasn't, like I said, it just wasn't something I grew up with, like being active outside of maybe just going on walks and some hikes sometimes. But anyway, so over time, you know, as we were married for longer and as we had our kids, I gradually gained weight, which I wasn't really concerned about. It wasn't like it was making me unhappy. I just yeah. didn't, I just didn't really, um, but I, I didn't want to be so inactive like I I didn't wish I was I don't know I just was struggling a little bit with feeling like you know I'm okay with weight gain but I don't feel great like I wish my habits were a little better I wish it was a little better like example to my kids I wish that you know that when we ate veggies like it wasn't just maybe one time a week we'd open a can of green beans like I just kind of wanted well, I wanted me, to me growing up, veggies was corn and peas, which we know now is a starch, yeah. not like a yeah. bunch of So, them. I mean, that was like the best. I remember, I, I would say maybe the other, other, only other veggie we would eat is maybe like we would have baked potatoes for dinner and we'd dump some like, like canned cream corn on it. Like that was yeah. a veggie. <laughs> like that was a healthy dinner to me. Are you and, from the Midwest? And so, are you from the Midwest? What's that? Are you from the Midwest? No. Well, I don't know. Is Utah considered Midwest? I don't think so. No. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I feel like the Midwest veggies is like potatoes. And like you said, it's like creamed corn and stuff like that. Creamed corn. Yes. Yes. So how many that kids, was kind of, I mean, that's like. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I have. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention that. So I have four. I have four kids. Dang. Ages like nine to 15. And if so, you guys like, don't know her or look her up, she looks like she's 18 years old and has the body of an Olympic <laughs> gymnast. So knowing that she has four <laughs> oh, kids man. is like astounding. Katrina, <laughs> you're so nice. Well, so I definitely didn't always feel that like I didn't I definitely didn't always feel like I was 18 and I did notice that like I mentioned like it wasn't so much the weight gain but how I was feeling I definitely was feeling a little more run down like it was kind of exhausting to go up and down stairs like I was like is this where I'm headed like this yeah. isn't really what I want um so <laughs> anyway so after I had my fourth my fourth kid um I I started to actually have some pretty like notable anxiety symptoms like issues I had always kind of been a little bit of a nervous person growing up but wasn't anything that like affected my lifestyle that much but after I had my fourth kid I started to notice an increase in my anxiety symptoms and had some like pretty serious like bouts of regular panic attacks Mm. and as a kid like I said I was like pretty nervous but it was manageable and there the thing that was unsettling for me is there was like nothing in my life at that time that felt like it should be so anxiety producing for me I mean I was a busy mom and I had a lot but I had a lot of support I didn't feel like it was directly tied to like my tasks as a mother it definitely felt like very much like out of my control and it was leading me to be kind of unable to function and I would be in like tears in the morning feeling overwhelmed even like the smallest tasks like just the idea of it going to the grocery store and you know just getting the kids to go I don't know it just everything just was feeling like too much did and that so, start right after your fourth kid, or how long did that happen? I was wondering, is that was that a little it was like, stuff? I, it was like, it, I'd say it started around a year after and kind of like okay. progressively got worse, like till like my youngest was about three and it was like really bad. So, I mean, so my husband's a doctor and he really pushed me to go talk to my personal doctor about, about it. And I was like, oh, I can't do that. Like he, doctors don't want to hear about anxiety. Like that felt like 
I guess I didn't understand that mental health was something that, you know, that is even something you can discuss with a physician. And so he made me feel at ease about it. Like, this is a normal thing. Like, just talk to the, you know, talk to a physician about it. And we can kind of work through some options. And anyway, so I ended up making an appointment with my primary care physician and I discussed my anxiety with them. I, I, I did start taking some anxiety medications that over time helped me a lot, but sometimes life was still just really difficult day to day, like the experience for me. And so my doctor had recommended that doing some daily exercise might help me. So um, I did go through a lot of attempts to kind of get consistent with something um, and nothing really ever stuck, you know, kind of the typical, like, I'm going to jump on this workout program and I do it for a week or two and then kind of get bored or not interested or whatever. And I'd stop, but it was important to me. Like I need to find something consistent. Cause I did notice when I was more active in the day that I just felt better able to manage my anxiety, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I, I wanted to find something, but I was always trying and kind of diff, trying different programs. I attempted some weightlifting programs that were honestly looking back were way too advanced for me. And so I didn't yeah. know quitting after a few weeks, mm-hmm. like in hindsight, what I did make sense now as to my, you know, why I would quit and whatnot. But at the time I'd be like, what's wrong with me? I have Isn't no willpower. I have no self-control, <laughs> like all those things. Hindsight is always funny. And I can see, yeah. right. Like now I, I can see like all the things that I see maybe my clients doing and struggling with. And I can be like, Oh, well, that's that's because yep. this is too advanced for you, or that's because you're trying to do too much when you're used to doing very little, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but I finally uh, ran across uh, Kayla at Cenus on her Instagram. Do you follow oh, her or know about her? I, I haven't followed her a ton, but I've seen her, and it seems like, um, yeah, I kind of like what she does. Some people, like, like really know of her, and other people have no idea. I think it, unless you're on Instagram a lot, you may not know her. But she's, I mean, she's got a big following. She's got, like, 10 million people to follow her in a really popular workout program. Yeah. And so if the, I think a friend had suggested to me, because I told her I was, like, trying to find something, you know, that I could stick with. And she's like, oh, you should look at Kayla on her Instagram and do her, do her program. And I was like, all right. So her program was a little more focused on, like, body weight training yeah. and some dumbbell work. That's why I feel like um, hers is more manageable, of, too, and, like, more walking on rest days. It feels like a really good starting place yeah. for people fitness-wise, very manageable, not too intense, and very and you can do in the comfort of your own home. And Yes, I really like – I like the idea that it didn't seem like something I had to go to a gym for. I only needed maybe just some dumbbells. I liked that it included, like, push-ups and squats. It had a lot of metabolic work in it as well, but I was intrigued at, like, the thought of doing something – that wasn't just cardio because that's mostly what I was trying to do before a lot of like running programs and and that kind of thing and and plus it didn't look too overly advanced like granted it had a lot of like jumping type stuff but it all looked like stuff that I could modify if I needed and I could do at home yeah so I kind of dived in and I got committed and I stuck with it for a right you know I committed that I would stick to it for 12 weeks which doesn't necessarily mean anything just that you're going to say you're going to do that. But that's I a lot also, though. That's three at the months. time I started, yeah, yeah, 
I also started like monitoring my nutrition intake, which I never was really doing before. I watched my portions. I kind of started to include more fruits and veggies gradually, even though it was hard at first. I remember making a salad once and I like almost gagged, like eating the lettuce. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is disgusting. So I like scaled back on salad and stuck with like things that felt a little more approachable to me, like strawberries or like maybe some like steamed carrots. But now I bet you love salads. enjoyed right things that I kind of enjoyed and tried to not like get too out there now I laugh about it because I literally love salads yeah. and a variety of vegetables but it's like you know baby stuff. well now process. you know too a huge so, part of it is your gut biome so you crave your little bacteria inside your gut crave what you feed it so it is a gradual implement just like now you can lift a heck a lot more weight because your muscles are used to it so just like with anything in life right. the more that you eat something then your body's like oh we're doing this now and it's going to adapt but if you <laughs> go from zero time. yeah if you go from zero to a hundred your body's going to be like I hate you and we're not going to do this again <laughs> right exactly and that is what I experienced so I'm just kind of glad that like looking back that I was able to be somewhat moderate at the time and recognize that and be like I'm not going to quit just because I didn't like the salad yeah I'm going to just try something else you know yeah so I um anyways and, I, and plus it was a big uh like departure for me, just trying to be more moderate with my nutrition approach by just kind of looking at my portions and trying to include more fruits and veggies and like still have some treats sometimes because in the past it was always paired with maybe doing some sort of like too intensive workout program, but I would also try to do something extreme. Like I'm not going to eat sugar for a month or I'm going to do this kind of really random diet that only allows you to eat this type of dessert on this day, you know, and you have to combine these foods and not combine. Like it was always something crazy to me. One of my favorite quotes is, uh, consistency matters more than intensity. So starting with yes. little things and doing them consistently and building on top of that is going to stack up way more and give you way more results than all or nothing intensity and then right. taping out. <laughs> and I think that's hard to like understand in the moment because when we get excited about like, I'm going to do this, you know, yes. and try to really like focus on this we want to see really quick changes and so I think sometimes we feel like that the more restrictive the more intense that we go then the quicker we're going to see results but really that's not how it works and in the end you have to find something you're going to do a long time you know that you can stick with a long time so um just having that a little bit more moderate approach was like a new thing for me and I was kind of proud of that I remember being like hey I'm still eating desserts I'm still you know like trying to like just find some balance um and it really helped a little bit as I went through because I still was having some overeating struggles um but Mm -hmm. I was patient with myself, I guess is what it comes down to. So, and then I noticed that the exercise routine that I was doing was helping my anxiety. And I was kind of, um, it was a tipping point that I needed to feel more confident and in control of like my life and my mental well-being. Mm -hmm. And after I got to eight weeks in, I mean, I committed to 12, but I remember after I got to eight weeks in to this uh, uh, workout program and also I was eight weeks into being you know a lot more consistent with nutrition not perfect by any means but just that much better um, that I, I was just excited about how I was feeling and the progress that I had made in regards to fat loss and I also was able to do a push-up, which was exciting. Yeah. It wasn't very pretty. I remember <laughs> thinking it looked great at the time, but I look back, I'm like, whoa. But at the 
the time, I was super excited because it was something. Yeah, it was progress. So I decided to start a fitness-focused Instagram account. And the only reason I bring this up is because it was a big deal for me. And I feel like it was part of my journey to where I was able to stay consistent because I found accountability yeah. and a community of people that, that – because even though my husband was totally supportive and, you know, excited it's different. for me – they're supposed it's to be supportive. Yeah. Like, I know. And I didn't have like a ton of friends that were all doing it together. Like yeah. it was it was just me, you know? Yes. And I was excited about it, but I didn't really want to like I don't know. I didn't want to talk about it with my friends too much because I feel like sometimes they'll look at it like Yep. You know, it just feel like, like that's all you talk about. Share, <laughs> yeah. If I were to share my progress or what I'm experiencing, they then somehow somehow other people can make it it, it seems like I'm trying to make them feel bad yes. about what they're doing or not doing, which is yeah. not the intent. No, you're just excited but, and want to share it with them. But yeah, I totally get that. So Instagram kind of became like a comfortable place for me to share. Yeah. You know, and a place where I could like find people to that would, you know, relate and kind of we can congratulate each other and support each other other um and want to interview you for podcasts (laughs) yes exactly and it was kind of fun to watch other people's journeys and experiences and I I thought that you know it's just nice to to connect and share your own journey as well so I had an eight-week progress like side-by-side picture that I put together showing some fat loss and I and you know that I had achieved during that time and I was pretty excited about it but I I was ridiculously nervous to post it at first and I kept my fitness Instagram account private for the first week or so Mm -hmm. Um, but I just had it sitting there and before I got brave enough to like change it to a public account but that ended up being honestly one of the best things that I ever did even though it sounds silly but because I was then able to connect and share with others that were working on their health and fitness. And it was motivating and encouraging to me to keep posting about my own day-to-day experiences. Um, and then uh, Kayla, Cena shared my account on her page a few times with my progress pics as we oh. went going. And that's how my Instagram account like initially grew. Um, and it, you know, it built my confidence. Like it also like brought with it a lot of pressure to do something with that growth. But yeah. I started and I, you know, I started to second guess my approach to fitness a little bit at the time because I was really heavily focused on fat loss at first. Mm. And once I had lost a lot of fat, I did feel kind of a sense of, well, now, now what? Now what? You know? Yeah. Now, now what do I do? You know, um, build muscle. The whole idea of being, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And the whole idea of even just maintaining that fat loss sounds a little intimidating. Like now, yeah. now what? What does like, that look like? Am I just going to gain it all back? Do I yeah. keep doing this? Do I keep? Do I keep eating healthy? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Am I, can I go back to how I was eating before? I think that's the like the time, hardest like, part. I was at a point where I liked the way I was eating. Yes. And I think it's because I never, I never did anything drastic. I just scaled back my portions, yep. introduced some more fruits and vegetables gradually, still ate some treats gradually learned how to eat that in more moderation and not always be like I'm either not eating Oreos or I'm eating the whole thing of Oreos like I realized I can have one or two Oreos and be comfortable and it took practice and patience and that's what maintenance is about too it's not like I'm either losing weight or I'm gaining weight it's like finding that moderation and it's so hard and so foreign for so many people especially people that have struggled with weight or food addictions as myself so you I didn't share that with you 
too, but I'm in, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous I, for 15 years. I, I struggled with eating disorders, and that's what saved me is finding that balance and that it's not all or nothing and learning just how right. to have a lifestyle of appreciation for food um, in all of its forms. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And, yeah, maintenance is, is a foreign idea to a lot of people because you're right. We're either – we tend to either be focused on weight loss or we're eating everything, not thinking about it and gaining weight. You know, it's, and the idea of just maintaining and being comfortable where you're at is like a new, is like a new idea. I think for a lot of people, and it was for me. So, um, but you know, with the whole now what I realized that what I wanted, you know, was more than fat loss. I wanted strength and I was excited that I was able to see some progression with like, my abilities, like I could do, so I could do some push-ups. I could walk up and down the stairs without feeling exhausted. Like there was some notable growth in that. Um, but I didn't just want to be like a smaller version of me, but I wanted to be a stronger version yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I proven to myself that I could do things that I didn't think I could do, uh, like be consistent with an exercise program and shifting towards more. Oh. Hold on. I lost you. You're frozen. We're oh. we're zooming. I lost you uh, for a second. Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. So okay. we I got you the last thing you said was you were shifting towards um strength and being more consistent. Yes. Okay, so let's see. And I'm assuming you're gonna edit this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Um so yeah, so I I had already proven to myself that I could do things that I didn't think I could do, you know, like be consistent, um, you know, eating more nutritious foods. Uh, So I started to delve into more of a focused weight training uh, program and I really loved it. So as much as I was appreciative of like Kayla's program and how it introduced me to fitness Mm -hmm. in like what felt like an approachable format, I realized that I needed to change my training approach if I wanted to build further strength. So I needed less plyometrics. I needed more external weights with like focused muscle engagement. So it became less about let's just burn calories and more about concerted um, effort towards growing muscle. So, um, you know, as I got more comfortable with weight training, um, I, I, uh, let's see, what did I, what did I work on? Oh, so I got more comfortable with weight training. So I decided to just go ahead and get my PT certification, my personal training certification, and I eventually got nutrition certified. So that had really become a passion for me, and I was excited to share it with others, and I felt like I couldn't really share without more credentials of yeah, learning. So that's partly that. why I did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I I really personally wanted to learn those things, but I also didn't feel comfortable being like, because I had a yeah. pretty large growth on my Instagram, yeah. but I didn't just want to be... And then people are asking like, for tips and stuff, yeah, and you're like, I need to know my stuff. i messages and DMs, like, what should I do about this nutrition thing, or what should I do about this, this exercise thing? And I'd always have to preface it with like, well, I have no training in this, but yeah. I can just explain to you what I did, and, you know, and then you can take it for what it's worth so learning more and like expanding my knowledge in this space was exciting for me I mean I used to teach school and now I kind of feel like I teach fitness and nutrition like it's kind of just a different I'm I'm teaching a different topic with a different group of people but it's still kind of using that you know skill set that I learned you know a little bit with teaching so 
Um, so it's kind of been, it's been a fun shift for me. And that's something that like a passion project for me to kind of turn this into a little side job that at first I kind of thought would just be a part-time thing, but it's turned into like a full-time job, but I've like loved it. I love it. And with all my kids having been in like full-time school, uh, it was really good timing. Granted, they're all home now, yeah. but <laughs> say. learning from home. So, but, but with the current situation, I but know. How old are they now? How old? Their ages, um, my youngest is nine going into fourth grade. And then my oldest is 15 going into 10th grade. So they're at least not super little. So they're pretty self-sufficient and, you know, on top of things as far as, you know, but it still requires a lot on, on my, on my, to try to keep them on task and help them understand things, you know, so, but this is, and this is all new for me. So I guess I'm really, even though I'm not currently using my, elementary education degree I kind of am as I'm trying to help my kids yeah I bet that actually (laughs) served you I'm still glad that I have that had that training in college even though I'm not you know using it for my business specifically so it it, things all happen for a reason and so this fitness thing happened at just the right time for me yeah um and it really helped with my anxiety and managing things. I, I mean, yeah. I still notice it. If I, when I go, if I go a longer stretch without working out, which isn't that that common for me anymore, I'm pretty in a routine with it. But um, I do notice a difference in just how I'm able to manage my stress levels. Yeah. Um, and I think really everyone would feel that to a degree, whether you, you know, have actual chronic like yeah. anxiety issues or not. There's I feel like research. Definitely yeah. can help mental health. So there's I research behind it. So exercise, 30 minutes of exercise is more effective than Zoloft. So even I, un- I believe unless, so <laughs> I really when we exercise, it produces dopamine and serotonin into different areas of our brain and also brain drive neurotropic factor. It also gets blood to our brain and our muscles. So in our blood has the nutrients to feed it. So literally everything with exercise does it's producing hormones and bringing blood to areas that help us to manage stress and anxiety properly so it's not just like hoo hoo foo foo stuff it's actually science of how the body works (laughs) like this is like literally and getting oxygen breathing heavily getting oxygen to your blood vessels which fuel your brain which is the muscle like there's i mean Mm -hmm. exercise i literally exercise for my brain and the stuff that happens to my body is just a side effect (laughs) Yeah, like a bonus. Yeah, like, but you're right. It's extra credit. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's like it's a good way to look at it, and it's something that I try to help clients with, just because a lot of times, um, I mean, I have a lot of clients that maybe can't work out for one reason or another, like they're dealing with injury or illness, and so we'll talk about just walking, you know, yeah, and how that can make such a difference. Like, just go on a thirty minute walk, you know, each day. And how that helps your mental well-being and can help in a lot of other aspects, too, with regards to maybe even their specific, you know, fitness and nutrition goals. So And deep breathing. It doesn't take a lot. Mm -hmm. Just something. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Awesome. Is that so what where you're at now then? Because so your total transformation, like what was your like total weight loss? And then now I see you posting kind of like building and deficit like transformation like you'll go through kind of explain that because that's something I haven't really dipped into or know a lot about right so or like I, cuts I, like strategic cuts during or like, like my oh. initial like fat loss phase like yeah. when I was initially losing losing weight I lost about 20 pounds mm-hmm. about, was about what I lost and I'm a I'm a pretty smallish person so 
that was a significant amount. Like, yeah, I know if you were like really overweight, that might just be a drop in the bucket, but it was, it was like, for me, felt like a total transformation. So yeah. What are you? Five, two, five, one. I'm five, four, five, four. I can't tell on Instagram. But it's like a small frame yeah. size four. Like, yeah. yeah, you have small <laughs> bones. Like body weight. Yeah, I feel like body weight can look and feel different on on different people, uh, even of the same height. Yep. You know, like just depending yep. on where you carry and you and know, bone structure, bone density, and blah yep. blah blah. But yeah, for, I, I'm a small five four. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, like so I lost about twenty pounds, and then um, and then when I when I decided to kind of shift gears from fat loss to more of a concerted muscle gain, I did go through a phase where I was kind of purposely trying to put on weight, which I remember was terrifying to me at the time. But my husband was like, cause I was, I would talk to him about this stuff every day. And I was like, I was like, you know, I, I'd lost this weight. And I was like, but I, I do, I want to build muscle. And he was like, well, you're going to have to, you know, let yourself gain some weight. I was like, but I just lost the weight. Like, I don't want want to gain the weight. And he was like, but it's part of it. Like, you're going to need to put on some weight to put on some muscle. Yeah. You know, because I was super tiny. I lost a ton of fat, but I had like nothing to show for it. But then you get to eat more too. When you gain that muscle, like people are amazed at how much I eat. Like, how I'm like, yeah, I eat like 3,000 calories a day. Like, because, like, know, when you it, build it, it muscle. Does, it makes such a big difference. Yes. Yeah, just from a calorie perspective, putting on muscle will definitely increase the amount of calories that your body needs to maintain that muscle. Mm-hmm. And so, it, so, you know, that's always kind of nice, like, as a, as a background, like, to be like, well, that would be nice if I could eat a little more long term, you know, and then just getting past that mental worry of putting on weight to yes. allow for muscle gain was a little scary at first. But, oh, my goodness, like, just, I'd say there was, like, two things, like, tipping points for me that, like, were a big part of me being able to be consistent and kind of have the overall transformation, like, between my body and my mind. Um, that I did and that was starting my Instagram account which like I said sounds superficial but it was like a big deal for me um, and being able to stay consistent and you know turning this whole thing into a business and a passion for myself and then the other part was um, allowing weight gain to build muscle Mm. because if I had not if I had decided that I was so hard set on staying that weight that I was at at the bottom of the fat loss initial fat loss then I, I don't know where I'd be. I don't think I, I probably would have stopped. I probably would have given up or like, I don't know, just kind of started to go back to old habits because I'd be stuck in that. Well, now what? I'm just trying to stay, yep. stay really skinny with no, with no strength progression. It was like, I felt like I needed something to do next, you know, and muscle gain and building strength was exciting. Like, and yes. so, and it, it gives you it goals to too. Yeah, like, oh, yes. I can lift a little heavier. Like, oh, I want to deadlift 200 yes. pounds. And then, or I want to be able to do a pull-up. And when you're focusing on performance, then you're not focusing on a deficit. You're focusing, you become an athlete, basically. And you do. It's so fun. It's, like, seriously so fun. Because I remember I was really excited that, oh, I can do a push-up. And that was exciting to me. Um, I, But it was a little masked by the fact that I was still excited about the fat loss. So I was like, Hey, well, I need to take that excitement of being able to do a push up, and, you know, expand that to other things like being able to, you know, squat with a bar on my back and increase that weight over time and watch myself improve. And it was always kind of a, you know, an up and down 
project as far as like I'd go up and wait with my lifts and then I'd start to notice my form was getting pretty shoddy. My range of motion was getting worse. <laughs> but I'd have to scale it back and be like, okay, like I got to readdress form, you know. So it wasn't just about piling more weight on, yes. but like learning these movements and getting, you know, my body to be more mobile and, you know, have good flexibility and range of motion to be able to like really build muscle effectively. So it's been like, you know, a long project and a process, but really fun. And it's been fun to then um, take that and then help other clients. Cause I feel like even though it kind of feels like it was like a whole lifetime ago where I wasn't active and I wasn't, you know, eating a more balanced diet, but it wasn't that long ago. It was like five years ago that I was, when I started this thing. And so it wasn't that long ago. So when I'm working with clients, I just have to remember, okay, where was my head at five years ago? And because a lot of them are in that place um, where they're struggling with all or nothing. They're struggling with getting consistent with some sort of exercise. And so it helps. I, at least I try to put myself in their shoes and remember what it felt like for me and try to help them with those mindset shifts and be like, I know this is hard, but this is what's on the other side of it, you know, mm-hmm. or um, helping them kind of pare down their goals a little bit. Cause we tend to get a little like overexcited and try to do too many things at once. Yeah. So I have to be like, Hey, let's just focus on this one thing yeah. and get consistent with that one thing. Otherwise we're going to end up trying to do all the things and be consistent with nothing, you know? Yeah. So so that's, I, at least I try to have that be like something that I can offer clients that I hope that helps them because I know there's so, there's such a wide range of amazing like trainers and coaches out there. And, you know, some may come across as like, oh, they've always been active. They've always been fit. You know, they don't understand me, you know? So I try to make a point to be like, this is not been how I have always been yeah I used to hate vegetables now I literally love vegetables yeah you know I used to always bounce back and forth between you know heavy extremes and 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 doing nothing me too (laughs) you know and the the only exercise I used to ever do was maybe like a hike once a month and other than that I sat you know I was busy and doing lots of productive things um but as far as activity level and just getting my body and my heart rate up and you know doing things in that aspect of things it just was not in my radar at all yeah so it's fun to feel like you can kind of go from a non-athlete to an athlete you know and that can happen really right away it's like a it's just a mental shift like anyone can be an athlete you don't have to be an Olympic whatever to be an athlete you just have to be putting in the effort and there you are you're it you're an athlete yes so we all are athletes it's just a matter like you said it's about the intention behind the movement and the activity um, I think it that's what's so important um, for all of us to realize is it, it is that mindset and mind shift and it just once you are intentional about what you do I think that exploration and journey and that connectedness you're talking about it's truly you're finding self-love you're letting your body explore new things in your brain explore you're let you're finding strength you're finding range of motion you're finding endurance and resilience and it's actually it's an expression of self-love and acceptance of all that your body can do for it and it's and it's a self-discovery really I find fitness in that whole mind-body connection is discovering really who you are what you're capable of and it applies over into other areas of life and that's what people think that fitness or food or nutrition is just about 
looking a certain way or diet and growing up in the 80s like that's what I thought too but as you go through this discovery of becoming an athlete you realize it's so much more than that it is about self-love and appreciation and self-discovery and exploration Mm-hmm. It is. It's fun. And it's been fun with my kids, too, because, um, you know, I think in the past it was always kind of like they would look at if I was if I was attempting some sort of exercise program, they'd be like, oh, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. what's the new thing today? Like, you're going to probably quit soon. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of looking at me like, oh, what's the latest thing? But now it's like they just know that this is what I do. Yeah. And it's it's just my day to day. And they also, it's fun to see them show interest in those things too. Like we, we have a home gym now, which I never thought I would be that person. So jealous by the we way. Have a home gym, which it is looks fun. Amazing. And the kids get, the kids get to come, you know, they'll come up in the gym and, um, you know, like my, my uh, nine-year-old will do some pull-ups, you know, and get the pull-up band out to help. And my, my uh, 11 year old has been really interested in deadlifts. And so I've been trying to help him like learn how to do a hip hinge and nice. make his flat back and not arch over like a cat, you know, like different That's things. my favorite exercise. <laughs> and so it's just fun. Like it's cool for me to be able to feel like I can even teach my kids just, you know, how to move their bodies in new ways. Um, you know, it's not, I, I feel like before it was kind of for me in my mind, as far as like being active only meant running. And I, and I enjoy running, you know, here and there, but I never, I just never thought that there would be more than that. And so now like when my, you know, kids look to do something active, they aren't just like wanting to just hop on our treadmill, but they're like wanting to lift a weight or try to do a pull up or practice a push up or, you know, like they see that there's a range as far as what you can work on with activity, you know, and testing your body to new limits. It's not just about you know, running and cardio, but there's just yeah. so much more out there. And it's really fun to find kind of a balance and maybe do a little of both. That's awesome. Well, yeah. if you had um, one podcast and or book to recommend to our listeners, what would you recommend? Um, so I really like, okay, you told me you're going to ask me this and I hadn't really thought about it. Let me think. <laughs> What do I, what do I love? Um, okay. So as far as a book, I really like the, and it, the title of it is not my favorite. It sounds like some sort of uh, kitschy thing, but, um, the lean muscle diet. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's very science-based. It's not like trying to get you to do some sort of restrictive, strange thing, but it's just really science-based, approachable, um, understandable explanation of how to, um, you know, lose fat maintain or build muscle and you know watch your portions and and with an attention towards protein and it's it's really well done so the lean muscle diet um is probably one of my favorite books and even has a little uh like a workout program attached with it that you can like in the book um so it's a really good kind of approachable start for people to get an understanding of nutrition like from a science-based approach and not a dogma based approach if that makes sense yeah so um and so that's that's really helpful and kind of get you started with some basic movements for weightlifting as well because it kind of shows you some pictures and explanations of how to do a deadlift and how to do a squat just you know even just dumbbells um and learning those motions so I like that book for kind of the all-encompassing info it gives and then um a podcast I think is probably my favorite is the uh stronger by science podcast I can't remember 
who the people on it are. I'd have to look it up, but Stronger by Science is one of my favorites. I think through this whole like journey, like the thing for me has been, um, you know, really just finding science-based approaches so that I can understand how to manipulate my own nutrition and my own fitness as well as clients Mm -hmm. so that because it's not ever a one size fits all, but if you understand the science behind it, then you can make it work for everybody. Yes. If that makes sense. So, um, so yeah, stronger by science is really great. And they talk about fitness and nutrition related things that are um, well backed. So I like it. And if you could give only one wellness tip at all to our listeners, what would you say? Um, to be realistic about, what it is that you feel like you can do in order to get to the goal you want. So if the goal you want is fat loss, which I know it's a common one for people, um, that whatever approach you decide to do, imagine yourself doing it forever. And if you feel like you could do that, and that's probably a good approach approach, and it doesn't mean you can't build on it. So, um, you can always start really small. And even though that might only just get you a little ways there, it's still a step in the right direction. And then you can build on it from that. But as we discussed, you know, before in this, if you try to do everything at once or try to set yourself up with expectations that you just know are not reasonable, it's not going to happen. It's just not. So you have to be realistic and patient with yourself. So that'd probably be my biggest piece of advice. I love that. Well, where can people find more of you? Where can they get more of you or get in contact with you? So my Instagram account is um, at sdangerfit. And then my my website is sdangerfit.com. So sdangerfit. So Susan, that's the S. Yes. <laughs> and then danger is Dangerfield. So sdangerfit, that's where it comes from. <laughs> I That's why I was like when I even said, I was like, I have an interview with S. Dangerfit. It just sounds like, it, I know, like it when I said you're a like, hero, it, like, you are. But it's just my last name. I have danger in my last but name, so I had to go with it. You so. are a superhero. It's like the Incredibles. Oh, like you thanks, get to be one of the Incredibles. You're, you're so <laughs> We're just creating this fitness like empire of uh, amazing that's mom, right. <laughs> home business owners with the beautiful bods that ha- still eat donuts. <laughs> that's right. I'm all about it. I'm all about the balance. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on uh, this podcast. Oh, it was fun. I was happy to do it. Our listeners are going to be very excited to reach out to you. All right, Wellness Warriors, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And again, if you got anything from it, please leave a review. Good, bad, ugly, positive, whatever it may be. I want to grow and become a better person for you um, to better help you and grow along this journey of wellness. And again, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Wellness Warriors Unite and we do it anyway. Love you.